You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with the Hosterman team here at Citywide Home Loans alongside my co-host David Hosterman. And in the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Louis Gonzalez with Brokers Guild Real Estate. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. Today, we have some great advice on what not to do in this market. Some real life examples of how business should and should not be conducted. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss this one. Also, stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. A quick disclaimer that Citywide Home Loans and Brokers Guild Real Estate are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. Good morning, guys. I feel like we're back in the saddle again. I I would agree, John. I think uh, getting Lewis on the show actually got me out of my office to make it to the studio this morning. I tell you what, this feels good. (laughs) I would agree. It's been a while. So. If you're not familiar in our audience, so we used to do a show together for three or four years. The three of us uh, had a show together, and, and I think COVID sort of. No, you guys that. got too big for me. We got that might be not it. the show, yeah. just your weight. Yeah, okay, yeah, that, right. that's very good. That's true, because of COVID. Right? <laughs> because of COVID. Yeah, everything's because of just blame COVID. it on COVID. Exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, John, it's great to have Lewis in the studio today, and for our listeners out there, Lewis is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to everything real estate. Um, I'm proud to say that Lewis has been a a major referral partner in our business, John, but also a dear family friend of ours. Uh, I've gotten to know Lewis and and his reputation in this industry is, is amazing. The agents that he works with, that he mentors over at Brokers Guild are the best in the business. His management team over at Brokers Guild with Linda Miller, Rick Culp, Kerry Martinez, Jim Kane, you know, the list goes on and on. You're talking about some of the best in the business, John. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're all a wealth of knowledge, if you will. And yeah. um, it, anytime I know the agents have questions and they, they go to Kerry or they go to Jim or you, uh, you guys are available what seems like all the time for them, answering your phone, which is helpful when somebody has a question, and, uh, and helping to guide your agents. You have <laughs> a lot of agents, uh, so that's no small task to help them all out. Well, and you, and you hear it from the other agents. You know, you see social media posts thanking the upper management of Brokers Guild for all their help. You hear it in the office when you're visiting the agents in the office about how involved the management is. In, in, you, you just do not see that at other brokerages in the state. Well, I tell you what, guys, I, I do appreciate that. And, um, you know, we, we've I think it's been about four years that we've all been together 
uh, as, as far as you guys being yep. the preferred lender. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, y'all have no easy task with what you do. Um, you have a phenomenal team. Uh, I'm very, we are very picky on who we do business with. And, uh, uh that being said, since 1978, we don't just jump in bed with any vendor out there, especially lenders. Uh, that's why we've been committed to you guys for the past four years and everything you do for, for buyers, agents, listing agents, and, uh, not just inside Brokers Guild Real Estate, but your reputation outside of our walls, they're phenomenal as well. So uh, we appreciate everything you do. We couldn't do it without you. Well, I greatly appreciate that. Um, John, what's on tap for today's show? We got, I know we got the kickoff of the first half. But well, we what, got what, some what good ones. And, and this is really sort of a kickback to, when, to our old shows where Lewis is in a unique position within the industry. Um, he's got about 1,100 agents under him. And so when, when you have that many agents under you and when you're as well-known throughout the industry as Lewis is, you hear a lot about what goes on in the real estate marketplace. Some of that's good, some of it's bad, and some of it, quite frankly, is ugly. Uh, but it makes for great radio. It does. And so it that's does. what we're going to talk about today. Some of the uglier things that, that happen out there in real estate, and, and it's not to pick on anybody, but um, but things happen out there. And a lot of times it's just a mistake, but we're going to bring it up. We want everybody in our audience, whether you're a real estate agent or somebody that's thinking about buying or selling a home, these are some things you really want to look out for. Make sure you don't make these mistakes as well. Uh, so I'll, I'll jump right out with scenario one. This is a little bit long, but I'll kind of tell the story here, Lewis, and then we'll get some feedback. An older lady's husband passes away after being married for 55 years, lived in the same home, and they raised their son in this home as well. The son and his wife, who have not had a great relationship with the mom for years, tell the mom they're going to help her to get into a new home by downsizing. They have the mom sign a quick claim deed, adding him and his wife onto the current home right before listing the home. The son and wife are now making life difficult for the mom by trying to take control of how and where the mom's net proceeds will go. There was no other reason to have mom quick claim them on the deed except they're smelling money and this is a sad situation. It is, and, and because this is still an active situation going on, um, I, I kind of have to be careful of going too far in, uh, in depth with the story. But yeah, I uh, had a call, internal call come in, and uh, the, her husband actually had passed away, uh, and, and they were in that house 50-plus years. And out of nowhere, she gets this document. A title company actually showed up at the house with the son and the daughter. When I say title company, a representative yeah. with the claim deed. That's yeah. right, Dave. Yeah. And I uh, had signed it over. She ended up retaining one of our agents to uh, sell the home. And uh, it got intercepted, including um, them wanting her to use another agent, uh, figuring out what the net settlement proceeds would be at closing and how it's going to be dispersed. <laughs> so at the end of the day, any type of real estate uh, documents that you're you're signing, be sure that you have um, a, a, an experienced agent uh, on your side reviewing those docs or better yet, even have an attorney, um, uh, you know, review any documents. I, well, and I think I think you hit the nail on the head there, Lewis. I think. Real estate attorneys, they're a dime a dozen. They're all relatively good. They've all passed the bar. They've all studied in that specific industry. Now, I think our industry takes it for granted, you know, when a title representative or a notary are there to, to help out with a transaction or even an agent, they're, they're nothing in comparison to a real estate attorney. So I think you use a real estate attorney. And also, too, Lewis, I think having open lines of communication, we had a very similar situation. It was a divorce that happened a few years ago. 
um, the ex-husband and ex-wife agreed to a sales price on a house that was probably about $200,000 lower than what they could have sell, sold it right now for. Um, the, she, the wife was never on title, was never on the mortgage. It was just the ex-husband and the ex-mother-in-law. Now, I picked up the phone, called the ex-husband, called the ex-mother-in-law, and basically have to sell them just as no different than I have to sell my borrower on why this makes sense. And having a professional that knows the industry can get it accomplished as long as there's clear lines of communication. Right. And and just a quick question. I'm sorry to drag this on. A question for you all. Quit claiming somebody on uh, title uh, has does not make them responsible for the loan, correct? Correct. A lot of people think that just because they're being quit claimed on the title that all of a sudden all three parties are uh, liable for the loan, and that's not the case. They no, are just if, ownership if somebody, of the home. Just ownership the of the home. So they get, they reap all the benefits with none of the liability. And then if somebody were to pass away and that person is still on title but not on the mortgage, then the property will eventually probably go into probate. But again, they don't have to make any monthly payments on that mortgage because they're just on the title. It just automatically goes into probate. That's right. So it's a definitely unique situation. Excellent information, guys. And just so that our audience knows and understands, uh, Dave, what is a quick claim deed? Uh, no, great question. And I would agree for our audience out there. Uh, quick claim deed is where, for instance, I own a house. The house is just in my name, but Lewis is my best friend. And you know, I, I decide that I want Lewis to help me out with any financial affairs that I may have, or or I, I, I trust Lewis that much that I want him to be on my house and, and basically split ownership 50-50. Now, if I trust Lewis as much as I trust John and trust both of you the same way, then all of a sudden I'm putting both of you guys on title. Now each of us own 33% of that house. Okay. So, so you're changing ownership you're changing through a document. Yep, exactly. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Scenario number two, guys. House was listed with a hot tub being included in the MLS. The buyer's agent did not put the hot tub in as an inclusion in the contract on the day of the walkthrough day of closing. The hot tub is missing. So this is not all that uncommon, it, is it, Lewis? It's not, and and you know I'm pretty repetitive with this type of broadcast, and uh, but uh, you know even in MLS there is a disclosure that you know information MLS is not deemed reliable, uh, so so everything has to be in the four corners of the contract, whether it's AC disclosure, air conditioning, whether it's uh, solar panels that are fully owned, not leased, a uh, hot tub. Uh, anything that's not personal property. Playset. I'm sorry? Playset. That's exactly right. That, uh, we had a situation with I, that as well. I had one personally. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's in bad taste if it is a kind of a bait and switch with the listing agent to make it look more impressive on public remarks or broker remarks. You know, let's say Johnny and I are working together. You're the, the listing agent. I'm the buy side agent. You receive my contract. I think the right thing to do is, hey, Lewis, I did get your contract. Um, uh, you do understand that MLS stated that the hot tub was included. Just want to make sure that's not going to, you know, become a part of the, uh, an issue with yeah. the contract running into this. That's not deleveraging so your just to, just to clarify, so in this situation, it may have been included in the MLS, but it was not included in the contract. And so, therefore, technically, it is not – it should not have – 
that gone to the buyers. That's exactly right. Okay, so that's interesting because I think a lot of people, my initial thought was, hey, if it was included in the MLS, does it even need to be included in the contract? Right, and so you'll, have agents, you'll have agents out there that are, you know, quote, seasoned. I've seen it all over Facebook. Well, oh, the buy season. side agent should have put that in there. No, don't be a turd and try to get one over on the no. buy side. And I yeah, truly right, mean right, that. Right. That has nothing to do with negotiations. Um, oh, I, it's not like a hot tub just miraculously goes missing. That That's a project that the three of us couldn't even handle. That's right. Moving a hot tub. That's right. So, you know, maybe um, Lewis would tear his Achilles or something. I'll but... tell you. He hasn't changed a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Throw out his back, maybe. Uh, well, that's great information, Lewis. Thanks so much. I, I, we appreciate that, and that, that provides some real clarity. And hopefully, folks, if you're out there, you're buying or selling a home or thinking about it, you know, inclusions and exclusions are certainly something that need to come into consideration. What about, what about like, tractors? <laughs> yeah, you, you had to bring that up, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I, I did have to buy a tractor for uh, uh, one of my transactions my first year in the business. Yeah, I thought you. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Yeah, I'm folks, sure. we we laugh because we've been doing this for so long with Lewis, and uh, what, it might have been his very first transaction. It was or, uh, my and, best friend's family, and the, this same similar situation happened, and it included a tractor, or imagine, it didn't how, include a how tractor. Much that tractor would cost you today if you. Had to buy it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You, you hear me talking about being on the north end of a southbound dog. That's where I got that name. <laughs> you are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Radio. Radio 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303-921-5747. And if you'd like to get in touch with Brokers Guild Real Estate to discuss buying or selling your next home, give Brokers Guild Real Estate a call at 720-707-4361. Dave? One of my favorite parts of the show. We've got some hot listings here that we want to talk about. And the first one is actually one of Lewis's agents, Pete Mark. Um, He's a great agent, a hardworking guy, um, really knows the business well. He's got a great listing here at 2951 West Riverwalk Circle, and that's in Littleton. This one's on the market at 412,000, just under 1,300 square feet, two beds, two baths. Uh, if location and convenience surrounded by a golf course and trails, this is the community for you. Uh, give Pete Mark a call at 720-203-8812 for more information. I got a great one here, John, by uh, Mark Eibner over at Metro Brokers. Fantastic agent. This one is Alpha 8984 Ramblestone Street in Highlands Ranch. It's uh, 2,277 square feet. It's listed perfectly at $750,000. It's a three-bed, three-bath um, house. And this this property is all about location, location, location. It's walking distance to the library, Civic Green, multiple different restaurants, shopping. It's close to Children's Hospital, UC Health. Uh, it's right by C-470. So, you know, th- this property is all about location, and it's absolutely meticulously maintained. 
Mark Eibner, a great agent over there at Metro Brokers. He's been on the show numerous times with us as well. Uh, really a great guy. And Doug Pike, who also has been on our show before. Uh, Doug's got a great company up in Evergreen, Colorado, is home real estate. And he's got a listing at 3996 Ponderosa Drive. This one's listed at 850000 uh, Just over 2,200 square feet. Uh, three bed, three bath home. Uh, welcome home. Please visit 3996PonderosaDrive.com for a video walking tour. Uh, Doug does a great job with with uh, technology and the 3D tours and all of that stuff. So you can check out the inside of the home, walk through it, get measurements through that website. If you'd like some more information, give Doug a call at 303-808-5310. Johnny, why don't we uh, kick off the second half of the show now? All right, I got a I got a third scenario for us here, guys, oh, and uh, this is a this is a good one. What does and does not need to be disclosed, Lewis? We touched on this uh, just yesterday. We recently had a client that bought a home, and at, right after the closing, the listing agent asked the buyer, "Hey, did you know this was a famous address?" And he said, "No, I didn't know that." And the listing agent told him that there was a double murder that had occurred in the home a few years before. Um, so this is one of those things we've talked about. On the show in the past um, about disclosing or not disclosing what needs to be disclosed, what kind of liability is there here? Can you provide us with some feedback on this on something like this? Yeah, this is a great subject. Um, you know, only physical defaults only of the home has to be disclosed. Nothing else. Um, as a matter of fact, it's interesting you say that with the scenario. I'm not sure if it's the right same one. Uh, you all know Jim Kane, of course. Yeah, yep. porn yep. broker uh, um, for a realtor division. Uh, he had a drug deal go wrong in a basement at a property where uh, two uh, murders occurred. Um, uh, he ended up listing the home, did not have to disclose, um, you know, suicides, uh, yep. things like that. So, uh, and it's, you know. Is it, it, let me ask you this, Lewis. Yes. Ethically. Thank you, Dave. And, and that's my thing. It, it kind of rattles my mind on uh, that not being a requirement. It really does. Yeah, um, I would agree. And I think that that's a bigger, bigger issue. I think that that's more division of real estate or, you know, the National Association yes. of Realtors. Yeah. Yep. Division, right? Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I, I, you have to disclose a drug house. I get it. There's uh, contaminants in there that could harm. Uh, like you a know, meth you, house? That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Meth house. Um uh, you know, so no, I, I don't know, to be quite frank with you, how I would handle that if I came upon a listing that the double murder occurred, yeah. uh, just because the way I'm wired, yeah. um, would I take that listing, um, because the sellers told me not to disclose or would I walk away? Right. Uh, so that's tough. So I had also heard, and I don't know if you have heard this as well, but with the new contract changes that are coming, that there may be a line or a box that the buyer can check if they want to know like immaterial information like this about a property. Have you heard that at all? You know, it, very interesting. I have not. Okay. I have not. For 2023 contracts? Yeah, for the new contract changes that there may be a line added in there for this exact type of okay. thing. So it sounds like maybe the Real Estate uh, Association has potentially address this, but I don't have any solid evidence to okay. that. Okay, yeah, uh, I have to ask Rick Cole. that. would be that. interesting. Um, yeah. Maybe he's, he's uh, you know, I would agree with that, by the way. Yep. Yeah, I would. I would too. You know, and I think a lot of it depends on who the buyer is, right? Is it a single single guy that's buying a house that there was a drug deal gone bad, bad or is it a married couple with three young kids? Right. You know, like, they, I think it depends on the buyer, too. 
That's yeah. right. That's right. And it's interesting you say that. Um, I'll make this quick. A couple of years ago, I'm not sure if you guys remember, we had a listing. Um, uh, people had illegally moved in. Actually, it was uh, a national news story where the guy got beat. Oh, he was hospitalized right, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. in a coma, almost had passed away. Uh, so there are, you know, potential, uh, you know, effects that can happen yep. post-closing. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys, I got one more scenario here for us. A buyer who also happens to be a licensed real estate agent let me know that she wanted to put a non-contingent offer on a home. When I asked if she could send me the statements for the account with the funds, she said that they didn't have the funds, and she said that she just didn't think that they would get the property if they submitted the offer as contingent. Um, unfortunately, that's not really how it works, though. I mean, you can only submit a non-contingent offer. Contingent being you have to sell your current home yes. and you need those proceeds to purchase the next home. Well, that only really works if you have the money to purchase a new home without selling your current home. That's right. And, and I think that comes down to the coaching that they're receiving from the agent or the agent listening to their client on wanting to do something unethical. And at the end of the day, when you do unethical things, there's going to be consequences. Uh, you know, bad yeah, bad, bad behavior, meaning that you're going to lose the earnest money. So, you know, uh, ethical business, straightforward communication, and um, your transactions are going to go uh, the way they, they should. Will you get the home? Who knows? But at least you're not going to be risking any type of uh, earnest money. Well, and I think you're going to start seeing a lot of that going away. I think the, the market is softening up. Um, and when I say softening up, it's getting more balanced. It's normalizing. Uh, I don't, it's not as much of a seller's market anymore as it once was. And I think a lot of that has to do with increased interest rates, increased inflation, uh, in, you know, challenge, more challenges from qualifications. I think you're going to start seeing listing agents and sellers taking on contingencies, taking on concessions. Doing yes. buy two one buy downs for clients. I think you're going to start seeing that more frequently now. I agree. So, so Dave, if there is uh, if somebody does want to submit an offer and they they don't necessarily want to sell their current home first, there are some strategies out there, yes. right? Yeah. What are some strategies that somebody might be able to take advantage of? They don't have to sell their current home, right? You know, at, at Citywide, we can offer bridge loans. Um, a lot of clients can bridge their own funds. Uh, meaning that if they have a 401k, I highly encourage them to reach out to their plan provider uh, because traditionally speaking, somebody can take money out of their 401k for the use of a house and replenish that money within certain time frame and not have to pay penalties or taxes on those funds that they borrowed from their 401k. Um, again, double check with your plan, but that's an easy way to bridge it. Um, a lot of times you can you know, put 3% down, 5% down, and then do what is called a recast after you sell and get that payment lower for you. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen clients that have done home equity lines of credit, yep. either on their current property or maybe an investment property or a second home. Um, we have a program that uh, the company that we work with will actually purchase the new home, and then yep. the buyers can rent that home until they're able to sell their current home, and then they purchase the new home for the same price. Uh, so there are some options out there if you do want to purchase a home and you don't want to have a contingency on that offer, I mean, give us a call. We're happy to, to walk through some of these scenarios with you. We can be reached at 303-921-5747, but there are options out there, and if you're a real estate agent 
or your lender aren't providing those options for you, certainly let us know. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Radio 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303-921-5747. And if you'd like to get in touch with Brokers Guild Real Estate to talk with an agent about buying or selling your next home, give them a call at 720-707-4361. Guys, we've got a few minutes left here. Uh, the market seems to be shifting. There's a there's a general feel, and and we are sort of boots on the ground, so to yeah. speak, because we deal with this on a daily basis. But just what are your guys' thoughts on where we're at and maybe what to expect in the next couple of years? You know, I, I think John's 100% correct. I think the market is changing. I think this is exactly what needed to happen. Um, I think there is some concern that you're going to start seeing extremely little appreciation or potentially some depreciation in in areas that were extremely hot at one time. Um, I think home prices need to come down or at least stabilize in order for, you know, the general public to be able to afford houses. Um, I think the general public is what this economy revolves around, and that's your, you know, standard regular W-2 wage earner, husband and wife both work. Those home prices need to come down. I think – and, and and they will. You're not going to start seeing, you know, people going seventy five thousand over the list price, hundred thousand over the list price. Again, there's some discrepancy to that location, location, location. You know, houses that are completely turnkey, those still may see that kind of stuff. Lewis, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think you know, uh, first and foremost, get you know the fear mongering that goes out there. I, I got in this business in 1996, guys. Uh, you know, there, there's always stabilization. Uh, there's always aggressive markets, soft markets, and all that. Uh, but, but again, you know, rising interest rates open for interpretation depending on how you look at it. Yeah, we were in the we're below three percent within a couple of months. Where are we at? Close to six, a little over six. I read this morning there might be a little tick up again yep. uh, uh, today. So. Uh, you know, call your lender, find out the options out there. There's always creativity. Highly recommend contacting David and Jonathan. Uh, these guys get as creative as they need to in order to get you into house. Uh, seller concessions, we talked about that. There's there's first-time buyer programs out there. Um, all sorts of things you can do. Instead of putting 20% down, maybe you talk to Dave and Jonathan, see what you can do with 10% down. Paying off that $650 truck payment that you have in yep. order to get a, a, you know, a, a more expensive home. So, uh, again, I could go on and on, but at the end of the day, you know, we got to face what we're, what's here and, and the challenges. I think things are going to stabilize certainly within the next 60 days, and it's going to be back to a, a market where the fear is not there. No. I Very well said, Lewis. I think right now you're in a weird situation. A lot of consumers are, think that rates are still in the threes, fours, and they're blown away when you tell them that they're in the sixes. We need to get back to the new normal. Right now we're in a transitionary period. And once we get to the new normal, everything will settle down. Um, with us being on ESPN Radio, John, how about the Mavs? I, you know, I was so glad you brought that up. I'm still so excited about it. I am not a huge hockey fan until this year, but uh, I definitely jumped on the bandwagon. Uh, it's really fun to watch this hockey team play. No, no, uh, you weren't, so John, you weren't saying John. that when the New York Rangers lost. I, are you, are, my wife's a Rangers fan. I'm not. I but, thought you're an East Coast boy. I am, but okay. I, I never really pay much attention to I hockey. See. I wish I, I had. I got it. When I was in Mexico a few weeks ago, I got an avalanche poncho. Can't find these things on anything anywhere. Can't find them on the World Wide Web. It's you awesome. You can only find them in Mexico. I've seen it. 
ever since I've worn this poncho, the Avalanche <laughs> have yet to lose. Yeah. So you just the, poncho, the poncho needs to keep going. And also, too, I've started to accessorize the poncho. I've added some bling. I've added the sombrero. This poncho is the real deal. You look pretty good in it. I know. It's yeah. it's a it's yeah. it's the real deal. You look like you're riding a chicken with your legs, but it's, I, it's I do. good, man. I do. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk about chicken legs there, Lewis. <laughs> hey, great to be back. Hey, appreciate the invite, guys. Uh truly think y'all are the best, uh one of the best in the industry with with what you do. Uh and uh hope to do this again. Yeah, thanks so much, Lewis, as always, for coming on the show. We're going to have to do this more often, I think. Uh, Dave, any last-minute thoughts? No, I think, uh, like you said, great to have Lewis on the show. Uh, brings back great memories. And like you said, let's let's keep this thing going, guys. Absolutely. If you would like to get in touch with Brokers Guild Real Estate about buying or selling your next home, give them a call at 720-707-4361. Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing for your next home or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Radio 1600. Saturdays at 7 a.m. You can find past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com.